Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And man, we have a special episode. Yeah, look, I'm not even going to play the air horns as much. You need to listen to who we have today. Uh, we've covered uh, Bel Air. We've covered uh, Bumble. We've covered the relationships that this man has had. It's he's been on Forbes. He's been everywhere, and he, I call him a branding genius. Moose may call him something else. Moose, <laughs> tell the people who we have. Yeah, this one's for the books, man. We got the one and only uh, Mr. Brett Brarish, man. It's, it's about to go down. Listen, this is heavy branding talk, heavy business talk. Don't I'm, let's just get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. Now, without further ado, let me let's let's bring the guests in. Let's bring the guests. You see the bottles in the back. I oh, I didn't even show my hold on. Listen, I had to replace the Jordans <laughs> for the people who are on our viewers watching this. I had to replace the Jordans. Y'all know I don't ever touch the Jordans. They, they stay there. But I had to replace right. it because Brett gave us amazing gifts and but you see his background. Sheesh. Sheesh. Brett, how are you feeling? I, I don't worry. Michael would replace his Jordans for a couple of bottles of Bel Air. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> it. Talk Michael himself. Michael himself would. <laughs> Talk about it. How are you feeling? Uh, we're both Chicago boys, so I feel good. <laughs> that listen, that's that's a dope feeling. Moose, what we doing? Man, I am excited for this one. Listen, y'all, we got a special episode. Uh, we we were able to connect with Brett and his team. Uh, from covering him on the podcast. So we got that clip of him where he was talking on uh, Shanza's podcast and, and really sharing his perspective and his experience. And we were like, okay, hold on. Nikki and Moose Alerts came up because we realized that this is definitely an opportunity for us to share a different side of the story with those of us who are interested in expanding their brands and reaching their uh, or expanding their reach through business and things of that nature. So uh, you see him here, CEO and president of Sovereign Brands, uh, well-established. The, the accomplishments uh, are all over the place. If you haven't already, make sure you just Google the name, Brett Barish, okay? Uh, but do. for now, let's just jump right into it. Mr. Brett, man, give us, uh, for those for, for the few people, as Nikki would say, who don't know like who three, you are. The three. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just a couple. Just a couple. Uh, Our audience knows you. Tell, They'll do that. Our audience right, knows right. you. <laughs> right. Tell tell the world who who is uh, who is Brett Barish. Um, I uh, I as I always say, I'm a nobody. It's always been about the brands. It's always about the brands. And uh, for me, the brands are Bel Air, uh, which if you guys don't know, and it just happened, we're the single largest champagne. Uh, premium sparkling in the United States now. We passed Moet and Vogue as number one, um, which is amazing. Uh, my other brand's Bamboo Rum, uh, which is now the single largest premium rum in the United States, and it's in about mm. 80 countries. 
Uh, I got another brand, McQueen in the Violet Fog, my gin, which is just awesome. And then uh, the newest one is Vion, and my past brands, uh, Ace of Spades and Doucet. Uh, but I love them all. Hmm. Look, I got. Let me. Let me. Let me ask this question. Like, I, for for my branding folks, the name, story, quality. Mm. What comes first? Okay, because I, I've, I've I've done my research. You're big on. All of them, especially the story part, right? But the quality is so important. But then I couldn't figure out what well, what was what. So what comes first and why? Uh, it, to me, it, it's a great question. It's not about it. it, it to, I've interviewed a whole bunch of musicians, and I almost think it's somewhat similar to musician, where sometimes they hear a beat they like and they hold on to it. Sometimes there's a hook. That, that they like and they hold on to it. Sometimes it's it's a story they want to tell. And then they're combining the three of those together and come up with something. And for me and for what we've been doing, it's the same thing. So maybe there's, I'm, maybe I get inspired by a design I like and I'll come up with something and I kind of just hold it and sit on it. Uh, I'll have a name that, that I'll love and hold it and sit on it. Um, and then I'll start drinking a category uh, and getting familiar with it and come up with an idea of how can I make it better? And that's the one that's the most important because if I don't have, I need them all to launch anything, but the liquid's the most important because you can get them on the package, meaning they could see it, they love it, they'll pick it up off the shelf and they try it. If they don't like it, they won't come back again. So you need a little bit of everything, but for every brand, it's different. It's there's a different story of how they got started and and how they end up on the shelf. That's good. You know, one one of my favorite things about what what I've heard you say in in past interviews, Brett, is your emphasis on the story. Yep, like you really like to highlight that, and I feel that there's a lot of pressure that maybe people feel when they're looking to grow their brands because they feel like it has to be curated perfectly. It, it, it has to be, you know, almost like this esoteric type thing where for you, you actually are really just documented how it came to be, the origination. So how did you gain that courage, really? Because I feel to some extent it's a it's a courage to say, I'm going to just tell it how it is. It, well, in terms of the brand itself, or is it, uh, I want to make well, sure. to tell the stories. Yeah. To, to, the courage is just tell the stories uh, uh, and, 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 and capturing that whole timeline together. Of the brand or, or, or what I've done? Both, really. Uh, it, it's, uh, well, I, I, the story comes, I mean, for me personally, um, it's, I'm, I, I look at it as I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly mm. trying to uh, own and figure out how to, how to be me. That makes sense. And yeah. the more you can do that, and, you know, I wish I was the way I am today 30 years ago, but I just wasn't. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the trust. I didn't have the gut. I didn't have uh, uh, the, you know, depending just on me mentality. So it's, a, it's I feel like I'm, I'm just continuing to evolve and trying to get better. Um, and that's what a brand is. It's a brand is trying to 
you know, find its way in the world and you got to manage it and build it and, and, and make it progress. Um, I tell stories about, you know, I don't know if I'm going to answer your question, but I'll answer it. You know, it's, it's, it's like children. I have six kids in my family and, uh, uh, they're all they're all great. They all have the great DNA, you know, but they're all different. Right. And right. you don't know what they're good at until you put it out there. And that's what branding is to me is you just kind of got to put it out there and figure out where is it? Who, who's attracted to it? What kind of friends will this one like or what kind of friends does this one like or what's this one into? And to me, that's branding. That's real organic brand building. What what mm. do you feel? has to be in a brand story, right? Like what are, what are the elements that you've seen that are common with each of your brands that always has to be there? I think it, the best way to describe it is, is, and I think when I was on the podcast that you guys saw, he's like, he asked me, you know, David asked, uh, gosh, you seem really passionate. Actually, when I first met him, I was at Ross's house and he asked, right. you seem really passionate about what you're doing. And um, I, I don't know what that means other than I can't fake it. And if it's real, if everything's real and it's real to me and the, the brand story is real and, and the brand identity is real and the, the bottles, they're all, you know, th there's always something special, whether it's the top or the name or, or there's no paper on the package or it could be embossments or debossments. Like I got to have all this stuff because I want to know that I put it all in there. And when I go out and share that story to a consumer or to the trade or to you all, it's you, it's gotta be palpable. I gotta feel it. So I have to believe in it. If you don't believe and this is why I have a hard time launching brands and Moose getting back to your example of some people do need to have everything down. That's me. I got to have it all down because if I, if I mm -hmm. can't look you in the eye and, and tell you my brand is, is absolutely better than the next person's, then I can't launch it. I can't believe it. I can't do it. So it's, you can't fake it. Did, did that mentality always, did you always have this mentality from the very beginning? Like thinking back to the beginning of your career, whether you had to, maybe you weren't as established and you had to earn the trust and, and get people to say, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good question. And you're making me think, um, I think from the branding side of a brand, yes, uh, there, that hasn't changed. I think what's changed is, and I've said this, uh, I said this to David as an example, um, which was the opposite of what he tells people is I, I said, sometimes not having a plan is a great plan. And that was my, I've made lots of mistakes and I tell people all the time, everything I do today is based on making tons of mistakes early on. And I think one of the mistakes I made early on is, you know, I, I created this, this brand, you know, here, the bottle's perfect. The liquid's great. The story's great. The name's perfect. There's pedigree. There's, it's got everything. But early on, I had this plan of, okay, this is where it should go, and this is how it should exist, and I stuck to it for a year or two. And my mistake was, Jesus, if you're wrong, if you're wrong, you just stuck to a plan that's not going to work for the next year or two, and that wow. don't have, uh, that's not healthy. And for me, it's, it's, 
it's constantly being really close to it and watching where does it work? Where isn't it working? How does it, you know, how do I, how do I manipulate it and see where, where is it better off? I, I use an example. Um, I, uh, if in the music space, I'm sure, you know, Russ, yeah. um, and I interviewed Russ, Russ was telling me the story about he'd put his music on SoundCloud and he'd see, boy, I got fans in the state of Washington who knew. And what did he do? He went to Washington and he, he supported his fans in Washington. Then he saw he had fans in the Middle East. They all assumed he was Middle Eastern. He went to the Middle East. He supported his fans in the Middle East. And that's what I do. I want to go support where the brand is working and then I'll backfill later. And that's brand building. That's a, that to me is good brand building because you're going where you're, you're wanted, you're going where you're needed, you're going where the brand for some reason has taken hold. And I, I like that side of it. I'm not forcing, I can't force the brand in anybody. And I, I want mm -hmm. people to take to it. And those are the people I love first. Now, the thing that I got from that was, was also a piece of research, right? Like, understanding where your audience is. That's what Russ did. And he went there. Now for you, what is your process for researching when starting some of these brands? Like everything from, you know, the ingredients to even some of the markets that will accept it. And I got a part two to that, but I don't want to overload you, but the research <laughs> process first. So, um, <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, big corporate companies uh, have, they'll do, you know, focus groups. And I could tell you stories about great stories about that, you right. know, focus groups and have all sorts of input from different people. Uh, again, it gets back to this idea that I got to trust my gut. I got to trust my instincts. Uh, I got to believe in this. And it's, it, it, uh, if anything, Nikki, the only thing I do, I am afraid of is when something's hot, okay. when something's hot, I don't want to jump in because I'll be last. I'd rather jump in where it's not hot or it's the last place people will go or no one's really talking about it. Cause that to me is interesting. Now my job is to make it special, to grow okay. something that doesn't exist. Um, but it's, it starts, it sounds silly. It starts with drinking. I drink, I drink a category. I start getting used to it. I start getting a feel for it. I start figuring out how can I make it better? Who's my competition? So I'd always start, it's who's my competition? Okay. What are they like? What are they like? What are their story are they telling? And now my job, I literally think like this is I want to make a better product. I have a gin. My gin is McQueen. My competitor is Hendrix. I want a better product than Hendrix. I want a better taste than Hendrix. I want it to taste better. I'm going right after them. I want a better story. I want a better name. I want a better everything. That's what I'm after. So it's putting those pieces together to get there. Bel Air, I'm going against Moet. I'm going against Foob. I want something different. Um, I want something better tasting. And it starts there and then building that brand, that bottle, that identity. Um, but then it's, again, it gets back to this idea of trusting instincts. Yeah. So, and I'm jumping ahead, but it's a good example. This brand, when I first introduced it, and as I said, it's the single biggest brand in the United States. Now, when I, every one thing that all my brands have in common is everyone in my industry said they're going to fail. 
Brett, don't do it. Brett, it's a mistake. Brett, this brand, you're launching a rosé, Brett. You can't do that. You've got to launch a brut first. That's what everyone does in the champagne category. Brett, you're doing a rosé. You're putting in a black bottle. You can't see the liquid. You're not, you can't compete with those other brands at that price point. If it was six, seven years earlier, I would have changed everything because I didn't trust myself and I didn't believe in what I was doing. Luckily, I made lots of mistakes and I learned from them. And I said, no, I'm committed to this. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And look what happened. Um, but that's hard. That's hard trusting your instincts. That's hard sticking to your gut. That's hard. You know, when, when somebody who's 35 years or 40 years in this industry and telling you that's not the way others do it, Brett, you can't do it like that. Uh, well, it's being comfortable with who I am and how I want to do it. And I'll get there. I'll get their mentality. Nikki, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that answers it. And actually, it, it, it brings up a completely different one than the other <laughs> one. So that I'll save that that other one. But did you with Bel Air, did you go more for your instinct and what other people didn't want you to do because maybe of how the past brands were like you listened to everybody before uh, with, I remember you speaking about the first brand, I think it's three, yeah. right? So, um, and you can speak on that too, but your past one, you listened to everybody and it didn't succeed the way you wanted to. Now you're saying, nah, you said, do this. I'm not doing it this way. So was that intentional? Like every advice, not advice, but like everything that they said you couldn't do, you're going to now prove them wrong based off your past? No, it, it, it's it, the short answer is no. It's more okay. about um, you got to have principles that you believe in and what you're trying to do um, right. and trusting those principles. It's not because someone said do it this way and you know what, I'm going to do the opposite. It's just I'm going to do it how I think it should be done and if I think that's the right way, if any, uh, in the early days, you know, th I have a philosophy now, if anybody's going to screw it up and I want it to be me, right. I want mm -hmm. it to be me. And I think back in those days, I, uh, not think, I know I made decisions because I assumed everyone else is smart. Everyone else is just, mm -hmm. they're wiser than me. They know they've been in the business longer. And I think that's my demon. You know, I didn't have that confidence mm -hmm. or you know, th or things like I'm saying, or having a plan and sticking to it too long, or not being close enough to the brands, or or relying on other people that you know I, that that they're going to make it, they're going to make it successful. I have to make it successful. It's lots of little things. It's it's you know in in I tell people this all the time, and it's I tell my team this all the time. You can justify anything. You can justify anything you do. It was the right decision. It's the right decision. It's the right decision. I should have, I should do this event. I should do this, spend this marketing dollar. But the key is to not justify. The key is to really rip it apart and see, was it worth it? Should I have done it this? Should I, could I have spent it differently? Should could I have tried something else? And I think those are the things that I constantly learn. And because I'm, I'm very good at making mistakes, but I'm learning from them. And I'm analyzing, I'm questioning, always questioning things. And I think that's a healthy thing to do. Not everything is work. N not everything is justifiable. That's good. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and I noticed that so a few things from what you've mentioned so far, right? The brand always comes first, mm -hmm. which I love that idea. But 
And I also noticed that you're very com competitive. Uh, like you said, I, I want to know who's number one. and I'm going to go after them. Like I, I want to compete with the best. I've all, and I'm, now I'm seeing that you're starting to do more of like personal interviews a little bit more, right? It was brand first. And now you're showing face to show, to, to show, Hey, I am the brand. Like I'm the person behind the brand. Is that a strategic move to help accelerate growth and maybe be different than competitors? Is that a, like, is that a, 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 a competitive thing? It, it, it's a great question. And I think it gets back to my original comment, which is I'm evolving. So if you, if, if we knew each other years ago, I would constantly say what I said early in the, in, in, in this talk, which is it's all about the brands. I didn't want mm -hmm. it to be about me. It's not about me. Who cares about me? It's about the brands. It's about what's in the bottle. It's the stories. <laughs> um, but I, but, but I'm also learning that geez, if I can help my brands, if I can help uh, support them in a different way to get there faster, to get there better, to tell that story, boy, I can be, a, I can be something, I can add more value to the brands. I can do more. And th that's a, just an organic thing that's kind of come about and I have to get comfortable with, and I have to accept that, geez, it, this is kind of cool. I can be my own brand ambassador. Um, and, right. and I, I, and I'm learning how to do that. Mm. Now, wow. now with you creating so many brands, have you taken some of the lessons from that to your own personal brand? It's the uh, definitely. It's the same thing. It's you know how can I do better? What's working and what's not working? It can be it can be as simple as I remember we we shot a video, a little video with uh, with Lil Wayne for Bamboo, and. Oh God, it was amazing. It was funny. It was cool. Uh, Wayne posted it and I, and I, it didn't get any reaction, like hmm. nothing. And then he, Wayne posted something else afterwards with nothing to do with bamboo and boy, it got tons of reaction. And what we saw was our video was too nice. It was too perfect. It was too clean. And what it should have been is just more raw and right. we changed it. But that's an example of constantly you can say, wow, it worked. Sure, it worked. But the key is make it better. How do you ju don't justify it? Make it better. And I think that's what I'm doing in my personal brand is how do I make it better? What can I do? Um, uh, what can I do to improve either what I'm doing or what the brands are doing? But at the same time, it's also, you know, and this is why I love having these conversations because I wish there was the Brett Barish for me when I was 20 years old, when mm. I'm 19 years old, when I'm 24, 25, and, and someone I could listen to who made lots of mistakes, who it didn't happen overnight. So that's a different side that I really enjoy now is just being blatantly transparent on all my failures because that's mm. how I got here. And if it wasn't for those things, if it wasn't, I, I joke, and you mentioned my first brand, I tell everybody, my first brand is my most success, successful brand. It doesn't exist today, but it's mm. my most successful because it's based, all my brands that are successful are based on what I learned from that first one. It's all the same thing. Oh yeah, we're going to get into that. I got, that's, that's part of my wow. question. That's part. Mm. The, and I, you, you've mentioned a few names so far, Brett, so I, I, I'll probably just jump into it now as far as at least the, 
the relational currency of brand building. Because, uh, of course, we were doing some research and we came across uh, your show, Self Made, and a, a lot of incredible guests on there as well. And it's, it makes you wonder, like, my goodness, there's a lot of great relationships here. I mean, the content is great, but the relationships, it seems that there is some relationship there as well for people to be willing to sit down with you and have such honest and real conversation about their journey. How, how did the relationships come about with such a wide you know, array of people there? Uh, uh, I think <laughs> I think it gets back to, again, um, uh, well, you'll, hopefully you'll ask me later about the failures, but I, I think it gets mm. back to this idea that I want to be around people I like. I want to, I don't, I want to be around people where it's a real relationship. I want to be, I don't want anything to be transaction, uh, a transaction. And, uh, I, I try to find people that, that one, I, that they love what I'm doing. They love the brands, they're supporters of the brands and I can feel it. I can literally feel it that that's part of them or it, it's been part of the culture done something. And, uh, and that's the tie. That's the tie between us. Um, mm -hmm. And I've built great relationships, whether it's Ross, Wiz, uh, Khaled, uh, Boogie, Gierbo, Post, uh, and those are the big names. And then you've got all the up and coming ones. Um, I, want, I want real relationships. I don't want it to be a, a one-off thing. It's not meant to be a transaction. So the, it, 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 it's, it's all part of it's not a plan, but it's all part of who we are. Uh, yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. It's part of who we are. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to transition to the failures. <laughs> I, oh, I got so many questions. Oh, my goodness. But I, I'm going to transition to the failures in a little bit. Actually, now I am. Um, what was the biggest relationship failure? Don't have to name 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 no names but because it seems you are like a master in relationships and had just have so many great ones what was a what was a thing a hard lesson that you learned about relationships you got uh the it's the easy one is you gotta you you can't it's like it's like getting married you can't run you can't meet them today and marry them tomorrow you gotta it, it takes time you got to build a relationship. It's like dating. And, uh, I, I think that's always everyone's biggest mistake is you're, you're caught up in the limelight of who they are and what they are, but you don't know them. You don't really know. them. And so to me, this is where patience comes in. You can't rush into this stuff. Uh, uh, partnerships and brand building and relationships take time. Um, and it starts out with a conversation, but maybe it's six months later, you realize, boy, this is, I like this person and they like me and they like what we're doing. Uh, but it took us six months to get there, but that's okay. So I, I think it's, there's, you can't rush into this. You can't, uh, you can't do that. Follow up, follow up, Moose. Uh, now with the brand building side, what was the biggest failure that you got from you said your first brand is the one most successful one, but which failure 
which which thing popped out the most that is always in all your brands from now and, and ongoing? Uh, I said this word earlier, patience. Um, you know, I, I, when I started out, I thought I assumed it would happen fast because that it's always seems like everyone, you know, they're successful fast. They have money fast. The growth is fast. I assume that. Uh, and I was completely wrong. Uh, uh, brand building takes time. There's no, there's no rush. Uh, you know, you'll get there eventually. Um, I have tremendous patience today, tremendous patience. And I didn't have that early on. I wanted it. I, I just assumed everything happens fast and it doesn't, or it didn't for me. Um, it may happen. God bless if it does for somebody. Bel Air's happened very fast. It's, that's not normal. That's not, that's, if it does, great, but that's not normal. And I have to keep reminding myself, that's not normal. I'll get there, though. I'll get there. So having patience matters. Yeah, I like, I like how uh, organic it seems that you, you, you take your approach to building relationships. Because, quite frankly, a part of brand and business, there is that strategic portion of, oh, if we connect with this person, we can create a viral moment. You know, like that's actually a thing today. In, on the internet or, or as part of marketing, it's like, let's create the next viral moment by getting these two people together. So I love that for you, it's, it's very organic. Uh, so a fun question for you here, Brett. Uh, let's say, uh, and this may, might help uh, it, fellow introverts or people who might, have, might, might be struggling with confidence. Let's say you're stripped of all your success, all your relationship. Uh, you don't have any of the brands. Uh, what would you do if you were starting over today to build relationships uh, that can help you in growing a brand or a business? Uh, I think it's, it, I would, I would start over and do the same things. It's, it's uh, meeting. If I had something to, it, it, it's, I would try to sh- do what I do now, which is sharing my brands with people to get a reaction, to see what people think, to let them feel the ex- and experience it, to make that connection. But again, I'd realize it's going to take time to figure it out. It's going to take time. It's going to take time to to know who you like and don't like. I, I, but Moose, I want to get back to something you just said. Um, is you know, in the music space, I've oh, I'm blown away by this, which is. Um, if you ask a musician what their most if successful commercial song is, mm-hmm. they will tell you nine out of 10 will say they never expected it was going to be that song. Never, mm-hmm. never. Wow. And what that tells me is for those people trying to find that, what, what do you call it? Like that marketing connect or, you that know, viral. Yeah. That viral. You don't know what the hell it is. No right. one's smart wow. enough. You can't, no one, and I think even no, no one knows. Uh, and to me, that just means you got to put a lot of stuff out there to see what clicks because you don't know. Mm. You don't know what's going to happen. So I don't, this is, a, again, another one of those things I rely on. I don't rely on any one thing. I'll never rely on any one thing. I did early on. Wow. I don't do that anymore. I want lots of options. I want to talk to lots of people. Because one thing, I, I'm, not, I'm not even smart enough to know who that is. I have no idea. Mm. Mm. Uh, let me go back to the relationship situation. Question. Uh, 
what was the first celebrity uh, relationship that taught you the most about relationships? So you don't have to name the person if you don't want to, but what was the what was the first celebrity relationship? What did they teach you about how you go about your relationships now? Um, oh, it's such a good one. I'm stumped. It, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it. It's a tough one about relationships. I don't know. I, I'll have to. I'll answer it differently. Okay, I'll answer you, it different. Um, Ross has taught me, uh, and I, I wish I tell all musicians this: follow in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to be around people like Ross that he doesn't wait for you to chase him. He'll go chase you. Right. And that's not normal. Most musicians, when they're successful or, or celebrities, they want everything to come to them. Ross is the opposite. Screw that. I, I want, I freaking love Wingstop. I'm going after it. I'm going to go tell him I love it. I'm going to go do something with him. I love Bel Air. I'm going to go find out who the hell owns this brand and I want to do something with him. That is exactly how people should be, because if anything, that's corporate America saying, God, this is awesome. This guy loves me and it, uh, this guy's chasing me and that shows he's hungry. So uh, to me, that he's taught me, he, he reinforces that idea that go after it, go after it. And he also reinforces the idea that that I love, which is, you know, if something if something great happened today, okay, now I got to work harder. I got to work harder. So it, it's not, you take it easy. You don't take the foot off the gas. You got to actually step on it harder. Now if something good happened. So I want to be around people like Ross. I love being around people like Ross who it, they work the, the every day. They're more excited. If you get them excited. No, I got to do a follow-up most. Cause he mentioned Ross. Yeah. Let me double up on this one. So is it safe to say that Ross uh, like raised the bar up and when you look at brand ambassadors, because we've covered Ross multiple times here and from the standpoint of he will champion a brand for like a year or two before even like approaching you and being like, let's do business for real, for real. Like he needs to embody it. He's showing, he's putting it in the clubs. It's all on his social media. After you've seen what Ross has done for the brand, is it safe to say that like you almost, not expect it, but if they don't even have that kind of work ethic or grind, you don't necessarily take them serious as a brand ambassador or do you just have a different outlook ever since Ross came in? Nikki, what you just said, I live by. Okay. That's it. That's the answer. Wayne, Wayne did that when he, he name a brand that Wayne's ever supported. Like there isn't right. Wayne loved bamboo. Wayne was a supporter of bamboo. Uh, they wanted to be involved. They showed it. Wiz wanted to be involved, wanted to show it. Love McQueen. Uh, Khaled, he all over. I want to be involved with Bel Air. I need to be involved with this brand. I want it. Look at what I've done. Look what I'm doing. 
Like that's the, where the patience comes in. That's where, you know, show me because be, f- for that same reason, that's, uh, again, those are relationships that's building over time. Um, but that's the kind of, again, to me, it's, I'm not chasing stats and I'm not looking at who's hot and hell, when, when we were started working with Wayne, this is before he had, he hadn't put an album out in years and everyone's not, him. Right. you know, to me, if anything, I like that even more because I want that guy who's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, right. I want the guy who's no one's looking at, who's going to come back and do anything. So I, I don't care about that. I just I care about the guy who's hungry and who wants it and wants to show it off and wants to be involved and wants to do things and gets excited. And like, I need that energy. I want people like that on my team. I want that, those people in my army. That's good. Wow. It, you know, it, it's, it's so funny because as I'm listening to you speak, <clears throat> excuse me, as I'm listening to you speak, I feel that what we've been taught uh, just as children growing up, some of those cliche sayings where it's like, Hey, don't do business with friends. And it's, and I'm listening to you speak and I'm like, man, we probably need to do a little bit more business with friends here based on what you're saying. I mean, you, you know what you're it, getting, right? You know what you're, is getting. that an uncomfortable conversation when you start transitioning from friends into, okay, Hey, we may need to sign a contract. No, <laughs> we need to, it's all business. It's all business. Um, it's a business relationship. It's business. It's business. So it's no different than family. Um, if everyone knows their role and understand what they're supposed to accomplish and what they're no. Um, but you, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you guys working together, you gotta trust each other. You gotta trust each other. You gotta know what each one is bringing to the table. You, you gotta, I don't know. Life's too short where I, I don't want to be around people that, that, uh, don't show up. I want, you know, you know, when, when Ross, it's a silly example, but it's a good one. When Ross got in some trouble a few years ago in Atlanta, I flew down to Atlanta to the courthouse. I, it was me, his mom and his sister. And that was it basically. Couldn't believe it. Wow. No one mm-hmm. freaking shows up. No one shows up. Uh, except for a couple of lawyers. Um, but that's depressing. Like you want to know who's on your team when bad, bad happens, who's there for you. So that's, that's the relationships I want, whether it's employees, whether it's part of my team, whether it's some brand ambassadors, uh, it's, you know, when, when, when Kodak Black put us in a, in a song, I did, uh, I, uh, my, uh, a friend, uh, uh, a friend of the family's daughter who was like 15 told me, um, you're in this song called patty cake. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like Kodak black. Lo and behold, I find out he's in jail. Um, so I, I, I contacted his, uh, his attorney. I went down to Florida and saw him in jail. Like you did me a solid wow. dude. Wow. You put me in this song. That's amazing. How can I help you? What can I do for you? When are you going to get out of here? You got to, you know, let me, let me do something like that's, that's real to me. I want that mm. kind of relationship. So what would, what would be the advice? Cause you know, they, they see you and they're like, Oh, I got to th- reach out to these influencers. I got to get people to support my brand. Just like Brett, like what is some advice do you give people? Cause there was a great story that when we watched the David Chan's uh, interview, that a celebrity that you not going to mention uh, asked for some Ace of Spades and you were like, uh, no, right? 
and they ended up paying like almost, I think, half a mil or something on that same product. And you really stand on the, the power of no, but not everybody does that. They're like, give me this. And they always believe they have to give out their product. Now, what is some advice that you would give upcoming brands when it deals with different influencers and celebrities? Yeah, I, I think I, giving, giving product is not a bad thing. It's just, it's, it's, you gotta, again, at the end of the day, you're giving money to somebody. That's what yeah. it is. I'm literally handing money to somebody. Right. But y- you have to make the call. Does this person get it? Do they appreciate what they're getting? Do they respect what they're getting? Are they going to, are they going to share what they're getting in a special way with other people so that you're benefiting off this? That's the decision that has to be made. So you can, you know, you could, uh, um, I remember going to Kanye West's birthday party. Uh, this was in New York, probably 10, 15 years ago. I won't say the brand. Uh, and there was probably a thousand people there. Amazing event. And, uh, uh, they were serving a brand of champagne all night long. I bet mm-hmm. you I was the only person there who knew what they were serving. Mm-hmm. Because it's just free product. It's just free product. It's just right. everyone's just drinking. So to me, that's not respecting the brand. That's not caring about the brand. So it, it's, it, it's, I do believe in, you know, 99% of the time you are saying no to things because it doesn't make sense for brand building. It doesn't make sense for how, what you can do. Cause you can't give it all away. You won't have anything to sell. You won't have any money. Um, so yeah. I think it, it, there's a, there's a line there. There's a line there. Very true. What, what's a, what's a, what's a business non-negotiable for you? And, and, I, and, and, and also Brett, just, just for clarity's sake, do you look at brand building and doing business as the same thing, or are they two separate sides of the coin for you? Uh, well, uh, let me say, let me say this. Uh, I'm just one person. So there's many different ways to brand build. There's many different strategies that work. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, when someone a- is, so it's a great example is someone asked me, you know, um, uh, I'm going to launch a brand in the United States. And, and, uh, you know, if you give me some advice, my first question is always is how much money do you have? Because that's going to set the tone that'll decide, dictate where you go and how far you go and what you do. So to me, you know, uh, I'll look at it the same way. you like, uh, what are my resources today versus what they were 10 years ago? They're different. I now have more resources. I have the ability to do more things, but it's still the same plan. It's still the same thing. I'm still letting it breathe. I'm still, you know, I, I create a great brand like Bamboo, um, where the liquid, I think we got the highest rating ever for, for, for rum. The package is beautiful. The, the, the cork is big and long. It's like you could bite it like a pirate. There's embossments all over the bottle, a big X on it. It's gorgeous. Um, I put it out in the world. Who knew our biggest single market in the world outside of the U.S. is Canada? I've never, no one from my company has ever been there. Mm. Had I not yeah. let it go there, I never would have realized we'd have such fans there. And they love the brand. Um, in the country of Latvia, is probably uh, we probably sell more cases per person than any market in the world. It's not a rum market, but they love it. 
They love it to death. Like if I hadn't let it go, I wouldn't have known this. So it's the same philosophy today. It's just today I have a, I have more resources to try more more ideas, and that's what I'm doing. Mm. That's good. Pretty cool. Now let me go into the packaging. Which one of your products do you love the packaging most? Like the style, the look, and, and like break down why. Uh, it, it, it's the equivalent of asking me which kid, which of my six kids do I like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick a pick a feature from so, from each one. How about that? So you don't have to say favorite. Uh, they're all. I think the Bel Air, uh, Bel Air. I love because uh, we started with the black bottle, and it became. Yeah. Uh, and and it, so this is a great example. Uh, I, uh, we saw on Instagram. Um, uh, someone started uh, Black Bottle Boys. Yeah. And then someone in Paris started Bel Air Girls and Bel Air Boys. And, you know, it, it, it that's an example of being close enough to the market and seeing how people are using your brand. And now Bel Air Black Bottle Boys and Black Bottle Girls is us. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've leveraged what a consumer did. We shared in that success with them. So it's kind of leveraging that. So, uh, but I, I think the name is so strong. I love it. Um, it's the most powerful icon for the brand. And then you've got a brand like Bamboo that X I, I love because it reminds me of, uh, of, you know, like X marks the spot. It's like a treasure. You've done something. The name Bamboo uh, comes from the 14th century. Merchants would travel the West Indies and, and uh, uh, they didn't like the taste of traditional rum, which was is grog, and they blend their own out of it, and they called it bamboo. And Nikki, that gets back to this idea of where do you get the inspiration? Boy, that name is a real name. Who knew? Right. And that became the brand. Or or McQueen. I love McQueen. Uh, it's it's McQueen and the Violet Fog. We're probably the only brand. Uh, if you ever have a chance, read the back of the bottle. It's a poem. It's a poem about this rock and roll band called McQueen and the Violet Fog. And we're probably the only brand in the world with a poem on it. Um, uh, Vion, uh, with our snake and sword. I love this logo uh, for it. Uh, Vion was named after Francois Vion, was a 14th century poet from France who was an iconoclast. He went against the grain. He fought against bad people. He was ultimately killed by a monk. Uh, some people say the word villain comes from Vion. Um uh, but they each have, and I hope you can feel it. They each have a story to tell and, uh, and, but it's in the bottle. It's in the bottle. They taste better than any other, their brand competitors. That's good. That's so cool. That's so cool. With, 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 with as much passion as you have for the message and the story, how involved are you in the day to day? Like, do you feel the need to be super involved because you want it to be very, a very particular way or do you feel that well i need to be far enough away that i can look and see and catch trends and and do it that way i need to be as close as i possibly can i need to be on the street because i need to feel what's going on out there so uh, you asked mm-hmm. me i think nick your one of you asked me like uh who did i learn from mm-hmm. um one of the early people who who i love was jermaine dupree and jermaine used to have young people around him all the time because it allowed him to know what the hell's going on, you know, to, to mm. know what music people are listening to, how they're listening to it. He would break songs by going to a, 
the strip clubs in Atlanta to get a feel is the song successful, but that that's brand building. That's knowing music. And to me, it's the same thing. If I'm not touching it, if I'm not feeling it, if I'm not, you know, out there, um, uh, then I'm, I'm not feeling the brand. It, it's, it, it literally, it's, it's, it gets back to this idea for me personally, it's like parenting. It is. Um, uh, I tell a story. My, my eight-year-old is wicked at math and a wicked writer. Uh, re- he can read and, and he's terrible at, 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 uh, he can't draw and he's a horrible artist. You know, he can't, he's not creative. My daughter is seven. She's the opposite. She's gr- a great artist. She can draw, but she can't read or do math. It's just crap. What do you do as parents? You lean in on what they're good at and then you backfill later. But if you're not close enough to the kids, you're not going to know what they're good at. Um, mm. And I think that's that's the same with brands. You got to. I come from. I came from a place of not having a lot of money, so I gotta. I gotta know what's working. I have to be close to it because then I'll know what's working and where to push, or I'll know what's not working and where not to focus, and that saves money and time. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask actually on that note. Have you ever made a drastic change? because of what you saw out in the marketplace or just how people were responding? Maybe you put something out and said, man, we got, we'll keep it, but we just got to do it differently. Is, is there something that comes to mind? I think the, the biggest one, it wasn't a change other than it reinforced the philosophy of letting things breathe. Mentality is when we had Ace of Spades, Ace of Spades was a uh, you know, 90% of the sales were nightclubs on premise. They call it that's bars, restaurants, um, and nightclubs. And it was nightclubs. And we assumed Bel Air would be the same thing. Uh, it's been nine years and it retail has been the major focus of it. Um, there's a saying in our industry, you sell it on premise bars and restaurants and sell it to retail. We built a brand the opposite way. Um, it wasn't the plan, but it, it, what it became the plan based on what worked that makes sense Mm. Um, in the plan. So bamboo, great example in, in Belgium, this brand is 100% retail sales. We're the number one premium rum in Belgium in Czech Republic. We're the number one premium rum as well, but it's 100% bars and restaurants. They both work, but who cares? They both work. So there's no, you know, it's, so I, I, again, I, I like to let things breathe because then we'll figure it out. Where is it working? If it works at a, at a, you know, a local bar, great, build around it. If it works at a, a, a C store or convenience store, great, build around it. Um, it, it's, it's finding people. It gets back to this idea of finding people who are behind your brand and support them. Mm. It's like a fan. Yeah. So true. So, okay, let's talk about. I'm going to ask a selfish question. Self-made tastes better. Your content series, right? Um, Selfishly, everybody knows I love Nipsey, okay? Mm. Um, Talk to, don't talk to us. Talk to me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, audience. I love you. But uh, what was the biggest takeaway that you got from that episode when you interviewed Nipsey Hussle? As Ross would say, too easy. Oh, let me do it better. Too easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had just interviewed uh, uh, 
um, we had done two interviews that day, uh, mm-hmm. and we had just finished to wrap the first one at this house. And Nipsey shows up one by himself, and he shows right. up early. Right. Ne- never happens. Never happens. No one ever does that. No, he's the only person to date. And I've interviewed hundreds of people who show up alone. Um, And there's always a bit I take away from somebody. And Nipsey tells me this story about uh, about living, uh, growing up and popping your trunk. And I didn't know what the hell that meant. And he goes on to explain, you know, I, I saw how you had to do it. And if you, in order to make it, you got to get down and dirty and go to the street corner and open your trunk and sell your goods. And that's how you're going to get there. And he's a hundred percent right. And I believe in that. And, uh, that whole mentality of, I got to go do it. I don't care how dirty it gets. I got to go make it happen. And if I can make it happen myself it, and I can do everything myself, I can get there because uh, I'm going to make it easier every day that goes on. But Nips, you know, that that was a great takeaway for me. Um, and I, I won't forget it. And I've used it constantly because I think about that uh, all the time. Good. The follow up. OK, so the the actual content series, like where did that come from? The self-made taste better. It's 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 amazing. And. I've I've learned a lot from from just some of the episodes that you've had, but what uh, what made you do that? So it started. Uh, we started trying to understand. Like it's a. I was amazed on Instagram and seeing people hold our bottles and show them off, and they hold them like a trophy. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel exactly how I feel, which is I've done something. I've achieved something. Something's happened. I'm opening this bottle. I'm sharing this bottle. I'm holding this bottle because I've done something. And it gets back to the, and it came back to this idea of, of for me is this idea of everyone has that self-made story that I did it mentality. I've gotten through it. I've achieved it. And what I wanted to hear from people, I, I don't, get energy from successful stories. I get energy from the that people went through to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, when I tell people that, that I had my bank account swept from the, by the IRS because I stopped paying taxes to put it all my money back in the business, or uh, I lost my house. I had a federal marshal come and, you know, put the lock on the doors of my house because I stopped paying my mortgage because I put it all back in the business Um, that we used to, I used to call liquor stores and my mom would do it too, just to hear them, just to get, get them to hear the name Ace of Spades. Cause I wanted people to become aware of it. Like that grind, that's that side is what I aspire to. And that, that drives me. And that's the part I wanted to hear from other people is that drive, whether it's, uh, I, yesterday I interviewed uh, an up and coming um, artist named Aspect uh, Zavi and, and he was saying to me, Brett, I'm in, uh, I'm in my new apartment and I don't have all my furniture and I don't want all my furniture. I want to be uncomfortable. I need to be uncomfortable because if I get comfortable, then I don't have that drive. Like that's the stuff that gets me. Right. Um, and that's what I want to hear from people. I want to hear their nuggets that tell you a story for, for, for that young me who thought it should happen fast and it doesn't happen fast and it can suck. 
uh, until you get there. Uh, but that's kind of normal and that's how it's supposed to happen. Right. Um, but that's where it started. And I, I love it ever since. So dope. Such a good content series. Yeah, Brett, this has been a, a very rich conversation. Uh, this will be my last question, at least from my end. We, we definitely, you know, it's funny because you mentioned stories. Our podcast, our show really came together by mistake. Uh, it happened during COVID. Uh, and it was a crazy time, right? Because Kobe had, Kobe had just passed and no one thought that would ever happen, although he's human, but it was just a, a complete shock for us. And we went on a rampant of wanting to do a cliche thing, but nonetheless do it anyway, which is give people their flowers while they're still around, you know, where they can still receive them and let them know that we appreciate them, that we're inspired by them and take away that macho type feel that I don't want to give compliments to another male or another female because it makes me, you know, less than them. So that, that this is literally our way of doing it. So to allow the work to go out there and reach you and actually have you on the podcast as a guest is it's really cool. So this is our way of saying thank you uh, for inspiring us as a generation. It's, it's been an awesome conversation. My final question, uh, what, what are some maybe mindset tips or, or hacks that, that you would give or that you practice uh, to, to help people go through the daily, the daily process and the daily grind? Oh, uh, I think th there's never one, meaning you find nuggets every day to inspire you. So, you mm -hmm. know, yesterday's, as I said, nugget was, you know, don't be comfortable, you know, be uncomfortable, you know, and I, I feel that right now. Um, but it's, it's everything from, Failing is amazing, you know, uh, because that's how you learn. Um, uh, and I make mistakes every single day, every day. And I, 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 I tell David, I think this example of, I, I think brand, even brand building and even your own personal building is like improv, you know, where a comedian tells a joke one day right. to, and the audience get, you get the reaction and the comedian, he then tweaks the joke because he wants to try it differently to see if he gets a better reaction. And then he tweaks it again and again. And I'm tweaking myself as a person. I'm trying to get myself better or trying to learn. Um, but it's trusting your instincts, relying on yourself, uh, trusting your gut. Um, uh, um, it's okay to be different. Uh, my, my, my mother is my inspiration. She's the title of every single presentation I have. Uh, there's a title page of her, uh, nine different pictures of her. She's, she's 90 plus years old. She rollerblades every day. She wears our t-shirts, wow. our hats, our sweatshirts. She has her own business cards. She'll go up to anybody and talk to them. She's fearless. And the title of, of the presentation is always, we are different. Uh, wow. you know, and that's okay. I don't, you know, that's who we are and it's perfectly fine. Um, but it's, Whatever speaks to you is that nugget. Like, that's how I look at it. Whatever speaks to you works for you. Wow. All right. My, my final questions before I go into my, like, I want to give you your flowers speech because I have so much to say. But um, ideas. I'm such an ideas person, right? Yep. And your ideas have turned into powerful brands, right? Uh what helps you uh, figure out which idea to run with? Like, I think anybody who comes up with ideas have that question. And since you've executed so well, 
I, I had to make that my last one. It's a great question, Nikki. And it's, it's, if you ask me, Brett, what were your struggles? That was my issue. I had so many ideas and what happened was I didn't pick any, mm. uh, because I was afraid, am I picking the wrong one? You know, am I picking and would I run out of ideas? Mm. Um, so when you have lots of ideas, you don't end up doing anything. And I spent years thinking like this and it wasn't until I just, I was, I don't know, 31, 32 years old. And I just said, I'm decided I picked this. This is what I want to do. I'm entering the space of an idea for a brand. I just focused on it and I loved it. And I just love what I'm doing. And you know what happened? The ideas don't go away. Uh, they still keep coming. But what you've done is you focused on one thing to get you to the next thing. Um, and I always tell people, Nikki, you know, and it's anybody can have an idea. The heart, the, 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 it's not about the idea. It's idea. It's about executing. You just got to go execute. You got to right. pick one, go execute it, and then everything else can come true after that. Oh, that's so good. That's, that's so good. Look, uh, for me, uh, you get all the flowers because I've learned so much from you, from the interviews that you've done, from just the movement that you have. So I, I definitely want to say thank you uh, for even blessing this podcast because we're really big on not only showing the people, but definitely showing the people who built the brands like you build powerful brands. So I definitely want to give the flowers What's next? What, wait, what, what's next? I didn't, Moose, we didn't ask that. What's next? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ne uh, next is more brands. So Let's talk about it. I, I've, uh, I, I can't go into too much detail because no. it's, 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 it's like show and tell. You got to right. have the thing to show in order right. to tell. But I probably have five, six, seven new brands coming, new categories, great stories, uh, great liquid. Um, I'm, you know, it's amazing. Uh, I've been doing it for 20 plus years. My, the idea is still the same. Come out with great, great products, great brands. Uh, and if I run out of ideas, I'll stop. But uh, um, I'm excited. We've got new categories. I promise you, you'll get bottles to taste because uh, you deserve them. Uh, and uh, you'll see what we're doing. But they're, 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 they each have a story to tell. They each have a story to tell. That's so amazing. Look, Brett, thank you. Where where can people find you? And we normally have final words and we want you to give the final words for the people. Uh, find me. Me personally, you can hit me at Brett Bear CEO on Instagram. Uh, you can hit any of the brands as well. Uh, Official Bel Air, Original Bamboo, McQueen, The Violet Fog. Uh, and Vion France, um, hit us, hit us, hit us. If you want to work with us, if you want to be involved with us, that's all that you, you just got to reach out. Um, and have the work ethic of Ross. And, <laughs> you got to have that correct. You got to. Uh, last word, uh, uh, love what you do. As long as you love what you do and have some patience, you'll get there. You'll get there. Uh, rely on yourself. Uh, because you'll never get disappointed um, ever. Uh, and uh, and the goal in life is to get other people to start believing you and you build your own army. Um, 
but it's not easy. Uh, so don't get frustrated. Uh, you're going to have bad days, but the key, the key is to have more good days than bad days.